Amen. You and Wesley, I'm especially happy to to see all of you today, but I'm glad to see Sister Howard today. Can we bless the Lord? Can you wave at us, Sister Howard? Amen. Come on, we're blessing the Lord for her presence. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. And then you and Wesley, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I see Sister Gladden's daughter uh, who's with us. Amen. Can you wave at us? A, come on, do better, Union Wesley. Amen. Mama is peacock proud today. Amen. Has her baby in service sitting right beside her. And then Union Wesley, I want to thank God for a special guest. Melva. Where is Melva? Amen. Let's bless the Lord for Melva, who's with us in service today. Uh, Melva is a special guest, and this is her second time coming to Union Wesley. Amen. We thank God for your presence. Amen. Union Wesley, let me call your attention real quickly to a portion of a text that was read for your hearing. We'll look at Galatians chapter 5 again. I want to look at verse uh, number 22. And the A portion of verse number 23. Uh, it says this in the NIV translation. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control and self-control amen I know some of us are fasting and giving up things in this Lenten season but I want to challenge you with a word just it's a hyphenated word I want to talk about self-control self control can you say that with me self-control amen one more time self-control amen come on let's 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 go to work on self. <laughs> somebody in the choir said be gentle <laughs> don't be too rough all right self-control the fruit of the spirit is a biblical term that sums up the nine fruit of the Spirit. Now, I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit, but I'm talking about the nine fruit of the Spirit. And hear me, somebody, it's not in my notes, but, but the fruit of the Spirit is who we are. The gifts of the Spirit is what we do. Um, so hear me, um, the fruit of the Spirit is who we are. And we don't have a choice as believers in Christ when it comes to who we are. Are you with me, Union Wesley? These are the attributes of a believer in Christ. Love, joy, peace, patience, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control is being in control of yourself. Self-control is being in control of yourself. Not out of control. But being in control of yourself. Self-control is power over yourself. Not power over somebody else. Or power over something else. No, self-control is power over yourself. And hear me, Union Wesley, sometimes we don't demonstrate power over self. As a matter of fact, we can be honest this morning, sometimes I am more destructive to myself than anybody else can be destructive to me. Sometimes I am more detrimental to myself than any word or anything anybody can say or do against me. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? Don't get quiet this morning. Self-control is power over yourself. It is the ability to control yourself. It is the capacity to control you. During his term as president of the United States, Lyndon Johnson was somewhat overweight. So his wife challenged him by saying, you can't run the country if you can't run yourself. She challenged him that, that if you can't get in charge and control of yourself, then you ought not be in charge and control of nobody and nothing else. Self-control is power over yourself. It is control of your self. Give me somebody, not control over him. Not control over her. Give me spouses in here. It's not control over your husband or control over your wife. Hear me, ministry leaders. It's not control over your board, your ministry, or your auxiliary. Hear me, it is not power to control other people, but self-control is power over yourself. And I've discovered that, that most of us do a good job of trying to control everybody else. But we do a lousy job at controlling ourselves. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens this morning. So when I was riding to church today, I was saying amen to myself. So if you don't say amen, listen, I, I'm all right today. But I want you to hear the word from the Lord. Self-control is the ability to say yes to what you should say yes to. And it is the ability to say no to what you ought to say no to. There are some things that you and I should say yes to. 
And then there are some things and even some people that you and I should say no to them. Hear me, we should say no to some things and some people because we have self-control. Self-control is you have self-discipline. Oh my God. Self-control says that you've got some self-restraint. Self-control says that you've got some willpower to say no to some things and some people. Because hear me, the culture that we live in today, most people are out of control. Most people in our culture have no self-control at all. They do what they want to do when they want to do it and to whom they want to do it with too. Our culture, our world lacks self-control. But I'm telling you, one of the fruit of the spirit, who we are, says we have to have self-control. We've lost our ability to manage our own lives. We've lost the ability to manage our own lives when it comes to our finances. We have more yearning for things that we have money to pay for the things that we buy. Don't say amen. But somebody in here knows what I'm talking about. Listen, you got closets and you got a basement, you got a garage, you got an attic full of stuff that you couldn't say no to. Listen, when things get tough and, and things get rough, some people go shopping. Some people are out of control when it comes to finances and when it comes to shopping. Are you listening to me? Every commercial is designed to make you think that you need what it is that they're advertising. But somebody needs to understand that you don't need all of what they advertise on television. Sometimes we can be out of control. Sometimes we can be out of control when it comes to our emotions. Some folk wear their emotions on their sleeves. And they're so easy to hurt their feelings. Now listen, it's, it's one thing if they hurt your feelings. But when you say, uh, if it's good for the goose, their feelings get hurt real easy. There's always somebody that pushes certain buttons and cause us to lose a grip or to lose control. Somebody knows I'm right today. But God wants us to be in control and not out of control. When we are in control, God can better manage our lives than when we are out of control. That makes it difficult for God to govern and direct our lives when we are out of control. So being in control is the best way to live our lives. And that is the only way that we can be successful is when we operate in self-control. Being, being in control is the pathway to success. So hear me, if, if you want to be successful in some area of your life, 
You can only do it if you operate in self-control. You can only be successful in whatever area you desire to be successful than when you have discipline in some area of your life. We will never go as far as we can without self-control and self-discipline. Anybody that is successful, anybody who's ever achieved anything has some discipline self-control are you listening to me Union Wesley I want to talk to you about the areas we need self-control and then how to adjust to God being in control the areas we should strive to be in control are catch it our appetites somebody say appetite Hear me, we ought to strive to be in control when it comes to our appetites. By appetites, I'm talking about more than just food and what we eat. Are y'all listening to me this morning? I'm talking, when I talk about appetite, I'm talking about more than just the food that you put in your mouth. By appetite, I'm talking about the things that we crave. I'm talking about the things that we desire. I'm talking about the things that we long for, the things that we set our heart on. I'm talking about the things that we're thirsty for and the things that we are hungry for. Hear me, what we crave, desire, thirst, and hunger for is more than fried chicken and pork chops. Hear me, carnivores, any, any meat eaters in the house, listen, we crave more than just meat. Hear me, we crave more than just chocolate cake and banana pudding and peanut brittle. Somebody needs to understand that we got cravings that are more than just the food that we put in our mouth. It's more than just food. Sometimes our craving can be sexual. Are you listening to me? Sometimes our craving can be ambitious. Nothing wrong with being ambitious, but, but it's sinful when you and I will do anything to get to where it is that we're trying to go. Do you hear me, Union Wesley? We can crave the applause and the praises of people to the detriment that we don't do or we ignore what God would have us to do. Hear me, Satan knows us and he knows what we crave. He knows what we desire. The enemy has a tackle box that has bait in it and he knows what kind of bait to use to lure you and me to our craving and our desire. The bait that Satan uses is not always the same bait. I wonder if there are any fishermen or fishing women in here today that understands that you don't use the same bait to, to catch all kinds of fish. But to catch a particular kind of fish, you got to use a particular kind of bait. So the bait he uses for me may not be the bait that he uses for you. 
but hear me he knows what kind of bait to lure you to him or to your craving or your desire the fish thinks he has the worm no it's it's the worm that's got the fish or you you think you got the bait but really the bait has you it's good to know what you crave it's good to know what you desire because when you know what you crave and you know what you desire that at least lets you know what to stay away from that at least lets you know who to stay away from but hear me when, when when you don't know what you crave when you don't know what you desire then hear me he can blindside you so i'd rather be honest with myself about my cravings my desire and what makes me weak at the knees because when i'm honest i at least know what it is so i can go another way god does not want us to be slaves to our cravings in our desires are you listening to me union wesley we have to have self-control when it comes to our anger oh don't you say amen right there yeah, i'm talking about self-control today i talk about appetite but but what about your anger what about flying off the handle all the time what about getting mad in a heartbeat you know and it doesn't take much for you to get mad. What, what, what about cursing somebody out when you're mad? So what if it's your spouse or your children? So what if nobody else knows? Listen, somebody, I'm talking about self-control when it comes to anger. You can sacrifice and fast all of the food that you want to fast, but what difference does it make if you fast but you mean? I mean, how much of an example is it that you talk about, I'm on the Daniel fast, but you're cussing folk out. Listen, go ahead and have the cup of coffee. Go ahead and eat some fried food. If you're going to be mean and nasty through all of this, heck, go on and drink coffee. Some folk get real mean and nasty. This ain't about giving up food. This is about self-control. Listen, all of these are signs of our immaturity. They are signs of juvenile behavior. It was Paul who said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. But Paul said, when I became a man, when I became a woman, when I got grown, I away my childish things well i wonder if what you ought to give up in this lenten season is some of your childish and juvenile ways are you listening to me union wesley the answer to the loss of self-control you really see it in second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 in the new uh in the new english translation it says god did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid but a spirit of power and love catch it and self-control so as a believer in christ you and i have the spirit of god 
the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is in you and the Holy Spirit enables us to have self-control. You can't do it, but the Holy Ghost on the inside gives me the ability to have self-control. You and your Wesley story is told of a little boy who was reciting the nine fruit of the spirit. He said, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And then instead of self-control, he blurted out remote control. Everybody just like you, everybody started laughing. But hear me, in a sense, the boy is right. Remote control. A remote control is in somebody else's hand. A remote control can be controlled at a distance. Hear me somebody, believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to understand that you are in the Lord's hand and the Lord can control what you say, what you do from a distance because he's the God of remote control. Somebody say, I know that's right. And listen, God is able to control. God is able to direct my life because I'm in the Lord's hands. God will give you strength on the inside of you to deal with anything that is tempting you outside of you. God gives you the ability through the Holy Spirit to have self-control. Again, Holy Spirit lives on the inside. People uh, will say, I, I, I can't see the Holy Spirit. So I don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, when you go through an x-ray machine, an x-ray machine shows you everything that's going on inside. Anybody ever had an x-ray? It shows you the inside of you. But hear me. You don't see fear on an x-ray machine. But it's there. Come on, do I have company here today? Uh, you, you don't see fear, but it's there. You, you don't see worry on the x-ray machine, but it's there. Fear and worry are a spirit. And hear me somebody, they are a negative spirit. When you and I see fear and worry, we better know that's a negative spirit. But you better know that if you don't see fear and you don't see anxiety on the x-ray machine, but it's there, you better know that even though you can't see the Holy Spirit on an x-ray machine, you better know that the Holy Ghost is there. It's right there inside of you. So don't get shaky. Don't get spooky when we start talking about the Holy Spirit being in me. Are you listening, Union Wesley? The Holy Spirit, you need to write this nugget down. The Holy Spirit is in you. And he is going to give you the power, catch this, to master your moods. He'll give you the power to master your moods. To master your disposition, to master your temperament, to master your attitude, your fury, and your rage. The Holy Spirit will help you not to go from one mood swing 
to another mood swing. Are you listening to me? The Holy Spirit will help us not to be moody. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Holy Spirit gives you strength so you can watch your words and watch what you say. So I can't say whatever I want to say. I can't do whatever I want to do because the Holy Ghost will give you the power to restrain your actions and your conduct. Listen, you better stop telling folk, well, it's just me. The devil is a liar. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside and the Holy Ghost will restrain you. Sometimes what the Holy Ghost wants to do is he wants to sit on you. It's what he wants to do. And he sits on you so that you can move where you want to move and do what you want to do. Holy Spirit will restrain your actions. The Holy Spirit will control our actions. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? The Holy Spirit will give you help or give us help not to give way to strong emotions, to say things, or to do something in the heat of a moment. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been in the, in, in the heat of the moment? Maybe it's on your job and you was in the heat of the moment. Maybe it was at a family reunion. You know, sometimes family know how to push them buttons and you were in the heat. of the. Maybe you were talking in a civil tongue to your husband or your wife. Listen, maybe it was at a church meeting. You do know you can have heated moments in the church of Jesus Christ. All I'm simply trying to tell somebody is the Holy Spirit will help us to deal with heated moments. The Holy Spirit will help you when you are about to go off on somebody. The Holy Spirit will give you restraint just because you're saved doesn't mean that the old man or the old woman ain't tucked away somewhere and sometimes if you if, if, if you just push him or push her right they have the strange tendency or proclivity to show up in your life you say, can I say it this way you and I still have catch it somebody we, we still have some street up in us uh, anybody know what I'm talking about when I talk about we got we we got some street in us yes I know you got education and I know you got degreed and I know that you know the king's English but we still have some street inside of us can I make it plain this morning you got some street choir members you got some street trustees and some street stewards and you got some street missionaries, some street deaconess and some street preachers. Because if you push us in the right area long enough, you'll see the street come up out of us. Is there anybody here that says, I know that's right. And the street will have a way of coming in you and out of you in a heated moment. You better be careful how you push me because I still got a little street inside of me but if the Holy Ghost is inside of you the Holy Ghost will contain the 
street that's inside of you. Listen, I know the Holy Ghost is in me and the street doesn't come out of me because by now I'd have cut somebody. By now I'd have shot somebody. By now I'd have cut somebody out. By now I'd have given them the middle finger. By now I'd have told them where they could go. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. He keeps me under control. Somebody ought to say amen. It ain't me, but it's the Holy Ghost. And I thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the Holy Ghost that helps me to be in control. Amen, somebody. Yeah, I know, I know, I know you're giving stuff up, but how you, how you doing when it comes to self control how how you doing controlling you uh i'm done but can i give you another nugget right here hear me we must operate in self-control but then we have to adjust to god's control we must operate in self-control but then we must adjust to god's control that means that you and I are to control what we can control. Hear me, somebody. There are some things that you and I, we can control. You're quiet right there, Union West. There are some things that you and me, we can control. Hear me, we can control what we do. We can control what comes out of our mouth. We can control some things. But hear me, we reach a point when we cannot control some things and we are trusting and leaning on the Lord to control this situation, this circumstance. Lord, I need for you to take control. God, I've done everything I know how to do. But Lord, I can only do so much and I need for you to take control. So I'm adjusting to God's control. I'm done, but can I tell you a story? I really made it. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to make up for not preaching last Sunday uh, and do more, but, but I'm done. Preacher went to this nice restaurant for dinner, he and his wife. Nice restaurant. I mean, good food. Uh, again, he and his wife went there. The problem with going, I believe it was after church, uh, but they went. But the problem was, it was crowded. Anybody ever been there? Went someplace, get some good food, had your appetite set. Only to realize that a whole lot of other folk had the same idea that you had. And the place is crowded. They, they're waiting to be seated. And, and, and then those that had got there before them and didn't have a seat, they're waiting inside the restaurant in the waiting area. Hear me somebody, it was so crowded that the preacher and his wife had to sit outside. Not indoors, but outdoors and wait. The preacher said they waited and they waited and they waited some more. He said that, that they watched people go in the restaurant before them that arrived after them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, they, they got here after us. How is it that they went in before us? So his wife said, you know what we do. 
His wife said, you know, this is, this is a black thing. Because here we are and we, we still waiting. And, and some folk that don't look like us are going in before us. So finally, someone came out and took them to their table. And he said that the food was delicious. He said, listen, man, it was, it, it, it was worth the wait. The waiter came and brought the bill. And to his surprise, the waitress said, Bill paid. The preacher said, what do you mean? The waitress said, Bill paid. The woman said that, that a man that's on your deacon board in the church paid the bill. The waitress told him the deacon's name and the preacher said where is he is is he here the preacher or the waitress said no he's he's not here and so he had his cell phone he called him on the cell phone and said hey man did did you pay my bill at this restaurant and his deacon said yes i paid the bill the preacher said i didn't see you in the building the deacon said i wasn't in the building the preacher said, how did you know that I was there? And the deacon said, I was driving by and I saw you and your wife sitting on the outside. So I called ahead and said, I want to pay my pastor's bill because you were sitting outside. I was able to see you and bless you. Hear me somebody, when things don't happen like you think they ought to happen, when things don't go like you want them to go, when things seem to take too much time, you better know that God is up to something. God is in the blessing business. I don't know how, I don't know when, but the God that I serve will bless you if you'll just be patient. You and I will just let God be God. God will take control and it seems like ain't nothing gonna happen. But thanks be to God, that's when things start to happen. He will make your dreams come true. He will bless you in your coming and your going. He'll bless you when you lie down. And he'll bless you when you get up. He'll bless you when your back is up against the wall. He'll put money in your pocket. The Lord will bless you just when you don't think. Nothing's going to come out of this. Hear me, somebody. Somebody needs to understand that God is in control. Did you hear what I said? I said God is in control. Hear me, somebody. Somebody is in a situation and it looks real bleak. Somebody is in something and it looks real bad. But you need to understand it ain't over until God says it's over. And I don't hear nobody tuning up their voice to say, God says, I got you. I'm in charge. I'm in control. Amen, somebody. Come on, put your hands together and let's bless God that he's in control.